Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. Nicholas Rod, Chris Baker here with you for a Friday morning episode. Chris, start us off, as always, with the weather report. In Los Angeles, California, it's practically cloudy and 67. We're the sunny weekend in Houston, Texas. It's sunny and 63, but a rainy weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it's partly cloudy, 46, and another rainy weekend. And New York City is raining in 67 and more rain through the weekend. So what I'm taking from this is a lot of rain across the country. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there, is a torn- there is a tornado in parts of the country um, today and over the weekend. Um, and that was down south, was it not? Yeah. Well, I thought so. So... No one's going to have a very pleasant, sunny weekend, which is very disappointing, actually, because it was really nice here yesterday, and I wanted to get out today and, you know, rake the front yard because I started raking the backyard yesterday. Well, currently it's thundering, so that ain't going to happen. Yeah, we are supposed to get thunderstorms here today. Um, I don't want to talk about it. It's very early for for thunderstorms i'd say but but i guess it was really early for 72 too so yeah i I mean new york obviously temperatures are insane to put it lightly i can't handle this i need like nice weather so i can let annie outside and run (laughs) she can't run outside she runs in the house uh, she's still being a uh, a chaos creature. Yes. <laughs> like I love her, but the days that it's because it's been raining here every other day. Right. And the days that it's raining, she just it's like, ooh, it's raining. I need to raise hell. <laughs> I just don't get it. Yeah, and it was um, it's. We've been on this weird trend, like you say, where it's been raining kind of every other day. On Wednesday, I was outside for a while, and it was it, it was one of those really kind of disgusting type of rains. Not because it was raining hard, but it was just the hazy, not quite warm, kind of coldish type of rain, you know? I was going inside and, you know, indoors, outdoors with that constantly that day hasn't been fun just can't summer be here oh i wish that every day every day but enough about the weather i suppose we shall deliver the news to everyone so they can get their weekend started um to start off we have some stimulus news um and this is for you if you got the wrong amount either you got too much stimulus or not enough. Um, if you are wondering what you should do, we got some news for you. If your stimulus was wrong and you didn't get enough, the IRS says as soon as your 2020 tax returns are processed and it is determined you are supposed to get more uh, stimulus money, possibly because of an income reduction or maybe an added dependent, you will automatically receive a supplemental payment. On the other hand, if you are given too much stimulus money, uh, this you know would happen. Say, if you 
received money for depending you claimed on your 2019 taxes but in 2020 he or she files their own you get to keep that extra money uh you, you don't have to send that back to them or anything else two important notes to keep in mind if you are owed more stimulus money do nothing the irs will deal with your supplemental payment automatically and then also do not file an amendment return to correct a stimulus overpayment or underpayment. This will only cause more problems. Now, if you're one of those people saying, oh, hello, what about me? I haven't received my stimulus check here. And there's people saying they didn't get the right amount or got too much. And I haven't received anything. Well, there is some news for you. Um, um, March 24th, which was earlier this week, the next round was officially sent out, and many of you probably see it pending or did see it pending. But if you don't see it pending, don't freak out. There's still more stimulus checks to go out, and there's actually some new news coming out about that today. We'll be talking about that on Monday. If you are an SSI or SSDI, that leads us into into the next section of stimulus updates. A large portion of the stimulus checks were mailed. It will come in a white envelope that says it is from the Treasury Department. The check itself says economic impact payment in the memo line. Or you could receive a Visa card from Medit Bank. This card can only be activated by the intended person. Uh, so yes, you could receive a check or debit card. The IRS didn't really give a reason why there's a you know why there are different options for this. If you're on SSI, SSDI, or VA benefits the IRS is working with those departments directly to issue your payment. Speaking of some garnishments, in case you are not aware, your stimulus can be garnished for that. The fix may not come in time to stop it because the Senate used budget reconciliation to pass a $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan. Lawmakers couldn't stop all garnishments. Legally, they were able to stop garnishments for back taxes or back child support, but not able to stop private debt collectors. Like we said on Friday, speaking on that, there are some Democratic senators who are trying to introduce a bill to stop all kinds of garnishments, which they did in fact do. Uh, this included four Democratic senators, these being Senator Ron Wyden from Oregon, Senator Sherrod Brown from Ohio, Senator Bob Menendez from New Jersey, and Senator Chris Van Holland from Maryland. The bill that they introduced would re retroactively prevent all kinds of garnishments uh, on the third stimulus payment. They tried to get it passed by unanimous consent, uh, which would have allowed for it to pass quickly and also bypass a lot of the other Senate processes. 
using unanimous consent was blocked by Senator Pat Tomey, a Republican from Pennsylvania. He gave several reasons on why he blocked it. One was that it is already too late. Stimulus checks are already being garnished and going out. And the second one is he didn't like the fact that Democrats used budget reconciliation to pass the bill in the first place. Without unanimous consent, this bill needs 60 votes in the Senate to pass. Then the House needs to also take it up for a vote. And it is important to note, while this is still moving through the process, some states have already made stimulus garnishments of all kind of illegal, but certainly not all states. That's not all we have on the stimulus, though, uh, as headlines have been circulating that, you know, there might be a type of fourth stimulus coming out that focuses on recurring payments. Uh, The real question is, where's everyone getting the ideas that they're getting? The thing about these articles, these headlines that people really um, seem to be missing is that when you go to the last line of a lot of these articles, um, they typically say that the recurring payments are not likely to happen if they don't have bipartisan support. Uh, This, like I said, can be seen in most of these articles. And just, just in case it wasn't clear, really, there's no bipartisan support on things like this right now. You know, with the American Rescue Plan, that being passed, that had no Republican support at all. You know, zero zero support from the, the Republican Party. So it's very unlikely that this, that this stimulus would have the support either. Democrats had to push their last stimulus package through using budget reconciliation. And now there is a shred of truth in all of this. Yes, some Democrats are pushing for these potential monthly payments, but this is not new and there is no viable legislation pending about it specifically. Earlier this month, 10 Democratic senators sent a letter to President Biden asking for reoccurring payments for the next stimulus, for the next infrastructure recovering bill. Now, two months prior to that, 50 Democrat representatives sent a similar letter. The White House has not commented on either of these letters. Bottom line, anything can happen, but do not hold your breath. We move away from stimulus a little bit to talk about health insurance now. If you haven't signed up for insurance at this point and you want to, you now have three additional months as well as uh, uh, many more options in this. President Biden did extend the current special enrollment period um, on healthcare.gov until August 15th of this year. It was supposed to expire on May 15th, but because of the new stimulus bill and the new subsidies that are available, many people need a lot more time to take advantage of this. So if you're wondering what's next, starting April 1st, under the American Rescue Plan, it expands subsidies for many people through the income spectrum. These subsidies will last for the next two years. It's complicated to explain each bracket, but for some, 
at the very bottom of the income bracket, more plans will be offered to you for $0 premiums. Now, for others in the low income bracket, you may be able to upgrade your current plan for the same price or pay less than what you're paying now. The new prices won't be available to look at until April 1st. You can get more information about qualifications. All you have to do is go to healthcare.gov slash more savings. Currently, 36 states operate under the federal exchange on healthcare.gov. And in the remaining states, California, Colorado, Connecticut, District of Columbia, Idaho, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Washington, they have their own exchanges. So if you live in one of these states, you'll have to check your state specifically for updates. Looking at election 2020, one of the main voices calling election fraud in the 2020 election was Sidney Powell. And she is now saying in court, no reasonable person should have accepted her statement as fact. Her attorney said Sidney Powell appeared on multiple news channels and held multiple national press conferences making very serious allegations that Dominion voting machines were rigged against former President Trump. As a result of the voting machine, sued her and others for $1.3 billion in damages, saying those words caused reputable harm to the company. In the 54-page motion to dismiss that was filed earlier in the week, Powell's attorney argued several things. These include that the D.C. District Court has no jurisdiction over her and that her statements are uh, protected and constitutional and protected as political speech. But it's how her lawyers explained the whole thing that's turning heads. Um, And Chris, you have the quote for us for that. So take it away. Inherently prone to exaggerate and hyperbole, they go on to say reasonable people would not accept such statements as fact, but view them only as claims that await testing by the courts. Speaking of that, every single one of Powell's lawsuits and others challenging the 2020 election results were either dismissed or denied for lack of evidence. Moving away from the 2020 election, We are looking at the current administration. After 67 days of President Biden taking office, he held his first press conference, which is dramatically later than the last three predecessors. President Obama was 20 days. President Trump was 27 days. President George W. Bush with 33 days. Now, in the press briefing, they followed all COVID protocols only allowing 30 reporters in the East Room instead of packing it like they usually do. In opening remarks, he made a new goal of 200 million shots in people's arms in the first 100 days. Uh, When it came time to questions, he addressed many things from the 2024 election to 
relations with North Korea. He was asked a question by uh, CBS reporter Nancy Cordes, and we will play that plus his response right here. Have you decided whether you are going to run for re-election in 2024? You haven't set up a re-election campaign yet, as your predecessor had by this time. <laughs> My predecessor need to, needed to. <laughs> My predecessor. Oh, God, I miss it. Um, no, an answer is yes. My plan is to run for re-election. That's my expectation. He also answered many questions regarding the migration situation. And we have an example of one of his responses here. The vast majority, the overwhelming majority of people coming to the border and crossing are being sent back. Does anybody suggest that there was a 31% increase under Trump because he was a nice guy and he was doing good things at the border? That's not the reason they're coming. The reason they're coming is that it's the time they can travel with the least likelihood of dying on the way because of the heat in the desert. And finally, President Biden was asked about Republican bills to restrict voter access, and he had this to say. What I'm worried about is how un-American this whole initiative is. It's sick. It's sick. Deciding in some states that you cannot bring water to people standing in line waiting to vote. Deciding that you're going to end voting at 5 o'clock when working people are just getting off work. Deciding that there will be no absentee ballots under the most rigid circumstances. It's all designed, and I'm going to spend my time doing three things. One, trying to figure out how to pass the legislation passed by the House, number one. Number two, educating the American public. The Republican voters I know find this despicable. That is it for this Friday morning news episode. Let's get into some rapid news. I will go first. Congress is on recess for the next two weeks, starting today. And Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York is being accused of using his power to speed up testing for him and his family for COVID-19. Nick? This is our longest running segment, so tell me some good news. All right. So we've talked about charities and such on, you know, in this segment before. I've brought up numerous different charities and stuff, uh, most of which, you know, are either related to the pandemic or things like that. But this one is completely separate from that. So there is this, he was a refugee. I'm trying to remember uh, which country he was from. Oh, it was Nepal. He was a refugee from Nepal. And he had settled down in, in Utah, in Salt Lake City. And after all of his struggles of being a refugee, he just kind of started to appreciate life more after he settled here and all that. So he wanted to do something to give back to people, uh, people who are struggling. So 
he decided to start his own charity um, and his own program that would give clothes to people who didn't have them. And it all started when he taught, you know, he ended up connecting with a homeless man and, and got to understand his situation a lot more. And it just really inspired him. So he managed to get it going and he was actually in contact with Mark Cuban, um, who is an entrepreneur. And Oh, that was bad timing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. All good. And Cuban actually gave him a goal. The goal was to uh, get 575 coats that would be able to be given to people uh, through the charity. Well, he struggled with this goal at first. He struggled with this challenge. However, he got in contact with with a couple of people uh, down the line a little bit. And then once he did that in four days, 3,000 coats. Excuse me? 3,000. Wow. Mind you, this guy running the program is 18. And he wants to, his dream is to uh, completely build his own business a successful business that basically focuses on giving their money back to the community and into other charities and stuff like that. This is quite the turn, twist and turn of events in this charity. Like it's not a like start charity instant success. And then to get in contact with Mark Cuban, like, that's impressive on its own. I mean, Mark Cuban, everyone knows who Mark Cuban is. Gives him a goal. And then in, what did you say? In four days, 3,000 codes. What, that's almost, I mean, you can almost say that's close to 1,000 codes a day, 900 and something a day. Yeah, that'd be. And at the age of nine, 18. Yeah. And it, it gets crazier beyond that even because after that, Comcast actually said um, said that they would be uh, matching that amount of coats. They said that they would donate one themselves for every coat that he got. So that's so another three thousand. Four days, or uh, it didn't say exactly. It, it didn't exactly specify the the time constraints on it. But, but you can assume 3,000 plus. Yeah, 3,000 plus. Wow, that's crazy. So that means that over 6,000 coats have been donated now, are, are getting donated. Good job, Nick, on this good news story. I like when you find the good news stories that are like out of the norm. Don't get me wrong. All good news stories is good because, I mean, good news is good. But, like, it's good and kind of crazy to hear these stories that are out of the norm. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. They're not typical A to B to C to D E. This one's kind of like A, E, B, all over the place. But at the end of the day, it has the mission of helping people. It's not the typical story, an 18-year-old doing this to collecting 3,000 coats in four days. Crazy story. Good job, Nick. You keep your crown for another week of good news. But until Monday morning, make sure you follow us on all social medias, especially our Blind Boys Politics Twitter account for the latest breaking news all around the world. So you're always in the know. Follow us on our personal accounts to see what's going on. Until then, have a great weekend, guys. See you Monday. See you guys.